Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to DBN News for 520-2019. The semi-daily news that even plants crave and anchors number one gaming news podcast. I'm Anthony, and I'll be your host today. With that being said, let's jump into the news. First is from IGN and written by Colin Stevens. PlayStation's own staff did not know about Sony's new Microsoft deal. Big oofs. Reports indicate PlayStation employees were unaware of Sony and Microsoft partnering to improve their cloud gaming services and were caught off guard by the announcement. Reported by Bloomberg, according to sources familiar with the matter, negotiations between Sony and Microsoft began last year and were led by Sony's senior management in Tokyo. Mostly without the involvement of Sony's PlayStation branch, managers reportedly had to calm PlayStation employees and assure them that plans for the company's next generation console weren't affected. Sony and Microsoft announced their partnership to improve cloud gaming, AI solutions, and more last week. In their signed memorandum of understanding, both companies agreed to explore joint development of future cloud solutions in Microsoft Azure to support their respective game and content streaming services. In addition, the companies intend to integrate Sony's image sensors with Microsoft's Azure HI across our tech across cloud and edge and leverage Sony's semiconductor technology. Sony has had limited success in the streaming field, buying cloud tech company Gaikai in 2012 and ultimately using the technology to create PlayStation Now, Sony's cloud gaming subscription service. So Sony's cloud service, gaming subscription service, game serving or game streaming service is not very good and hasn't been for a while. But this is awesome. With Microsoft, you know, it's going to get better. But the fact that employees didn't know is pretty wild. You would think that there would have been a memo or an email sent down to managers and then that trickles down to people. But I guess not. So sorry for those of you who were worried about your uh, your jobs. That's pretty fucking wild. Second is from IGN and written by Jesse Wade. Borderlands 3 pre-orders halted during Epic Games Store Mega Sell. Following the launch of the Epic Games Store Mega Sell, we're where two games pulled out of the cell last week, Vampire the Masquerade, Bloodlines 2, and Oxygen not included, a third game is now pulled out of the store for the time being. Borderlands 3 is no longer available to pre-order on the Epic Games Store, but still appears on the storefront itself. As reported by GameIndustry.biz, the upcoming installment in the Borderlands series by 2K Games is exclusive to Epic Games Store on PC until 2020. The Epic, the Epic Mega Cell is offering $10 off all games that are priced at $14.99 or higher and includes games already on sale that are over that price point. Epic is reportedly paying for part of the discounts that go beyond their current profit margins. A spokesperson from 2K Games told Eurogamer that the halt of pre-orders for Borderlands 3 is temporary and any purchases made with the sale price to it being pulled will be honored or prior to it being pulled will be honored. We are working closely with Epic and have temporarily removed Borderlands 3 from the storefront. We look forward to the game being back on the Epic Games store soon. Games bought during their mega sale will be honored at that price. In response to the recent removal of games due to the sale, Epic Games said, If a developer or publisher chooses to not participate in our sales, we will honor that decision. So, when the Epic Games sale got announced... The whole, you know, the fourteen ninety nine thing that that Epic, oh, Epic Games is covering the difference. They're covering the difference. Well, now we're finding out they aren't like fully covering that difference. There's stipulations, and it's it makes way more sense now that companies are pulling their games because Epic is probably like, we got this sale going on. Um, <clears throat> you know, we'll cover eight dollars, and you cover two. And they were probably like, whoa, whoa, whoa. First off, we never even discussed this. Second off. No. <laughs> so this has been a, uh, a clusterfuck for Epic Games and, uh, you know, 
games that have been affected by this and, and companies and publishers. So good luck to everybody. And you know what time it is. It's time for you to enjoy a saucy ad from Anchor. Third is from IGN and written by Matt Perslow. Sony is well prepared for next gen, but will face big competition, says ex-PlayStation boss. Jack Tredden, the ex-president and CEO of PlayStation Entertainment America, has said that he believes Sony to be in a good position for the next console generation, although he believes the company will face exponentially more competition than during the PS4's lifespan. Talking to Games Beast, Trennan said, I think they're very well positioned. The leader of the prior generation is always in a good position going into the new generation. He went on to discuss the hardware of the PlayStation 5, which was revealed a few weeks ago. From what I've read about the specs of PlayStation 5, it sounds impressive, he said. Their business model obviously worked well for them the last time around, and it doesn't look like they're going to deviate from that. They'll be well positioned, but I do think they'll face exponentially more competition than they did the last time around. Microsoft should give them a better run for their money, and Stadia is a new wrinkle in the market that didn't exist in 2013, he said. Nintendo is more relevant this time around. It's going to be a much more competitive market. There are few players, but they've learned some valuable lessons in this generation. It should be great for everyone in the business. Whether you're a developer or a gamer, it's going to keep everyone on their toes. Last is from IGN and written by Adam Bankhurst. It's a bit of a read, so bear with, but it's pretty freaking awesome playstation productions to adapt sony's games for film and tv sony interactive entertainment has announced the launch of playstation productions a production studio that will take sony's catalog of video game titles and a franchise or and franchises and adapt them for film and television as reported by the hollywood reporter this new enterprise will be led by Assad queasybish Queasy Bash, I'm so sorry, Assad, for butchering your last name, and overseen by the chairman of Worldwide Studios at SIE, Sean Layden, and is already in production on its first slate of projects and has set up shop on the Sony Studios lot in Culver City. We've got 25 years of game development experience, and that's created 25 years of great games, franchises, and stories. Layden tells The Hollywood Reporter, We feel that now is a good time to look at other media opportunities across streaming or film or television to give our world's life in another spectrum. From The Last of Us to God of War to Metal Gear Solid to Spyro, The Dragon, PlayStation has been home to many different stories across many different worlds. Sony believes that with a library of more than 100 original properties ranging from adventure to sci-fi to action to mystery to horror, PlayStation Productions has a wide breadth of content ripe for adaption. Unlike most video game adaptions that are usually a game studio licensing out its IP, Sony will be producing these projects in-house with PlayStation Productions and sister company Sony Studios will help with distribution. Instead of licensing our IP out to studios, we felt the better approach was for us to develop and produce for ourselves, says Quizzlebash. One, because we're, we're more familiar but also because we know what the PlayStation community loves. That guy's name is throwing me off. Quizzle Bash, Layden, and the team have been working on this new venture behind the scenes for the past couple years. They have been talking to many in the film industry, including Transformers series producer Lorenzo Di Bonaventura and Marvel Studios head Kevin Feige. We looked at what Marvel has done in taking the world of comic books and making it into the biggest scene in the film world, says Layden. It would be a lofty goal to say we're following in their footsteps, but certainly we're taking inspiration from that. Layden also notes the changing Hollywood landscape and how, as opposed to 20 years ago, selling a video game adaption is much easier as many more filmmakers are now gamers themselves. As for how they hope to avoid such big budget efforts like 2016's Assassin's Creed 
or witchcraft that bombed at the box office and earned weak reviews. Layden says that you have to focus on the ethos from the game and avoid retelling a story that is combined with countless hours of gameplay that doesn't translate well to TV and or film. You can see just by watching older video game adaptions that the screenwriter or director didn't understand that world or the gaming theme, Layton says. The real challenge is, how do you take 80 hours of gameplay and make it into a movie? The answer is, you don't. What you do is, you take that ethos you write from there, from there specifically for the film audience. You don't try to retell the game in a movie. Another goal of PlayStation Productions is to also help with the wait for game sequels as... In between development of one title to another, fans will be able to revisit their favorite worlds and have more of that experience and see the characters they love evolve in different ways. This will also afford PlayStation the right to retain creative control of its titles and ensure the right people are chosen for the right projects. Additionally, it will help ensure these projects are not rushed and the new studio is able to grow this in a measured, thoughtful way. We don't have to rush to market. We don't have a list of X number of titles must be done in this year. None of that, says Layden. The company has been very accommodating to our ambition around this to grow this in a measured, thoughtful way. This is a passion project for me. To be the first gaming entity to do something lasting and meaningful in a completely different medium is something I'd like to see us achieve here at PlayStation Productions. While there are no further details on what IPs these first projects are based off of, one may end up being The Last of Us film that back in 2016 was said to be stuck in a standstill. There's also an Uncharted film in the works with Tom Holland set to star as young Nathan Drake, but that has been said to be in co-production by Rod and Atlas Entertainment Production. Wow, what a read, but really, really interesting. Um, Raising Kratos, the God of War documentary was released last week um, featuring Corley, Corley, Corey Barlog and his team, you know, documenting how they made the game, uh, the nuances, the intricacies, stuff like that. So... I mean, that was a huge hit and they only released it on YouTube. So if they do this right, I mean, it could be awesome. And I like the fact that they're avoiding making, remaking the video game in movie form and just focusing on singular stories from those video games. And that is the news for today. Thanks for listening and let us know what you think about any of the stories we talked about by sending us a message on Anchor, the podcast app we use to record the show. If you'd like to support the podcast other than listening, please check out our Anchor page at anchor.fm slash dadsbeardsnerds, where you can donate to us via the support this podcast button and sign up for a monthly donation of 99 cents, 4.99 or 9.99 per month. Find us on Twitter at dadsbeardsnerds, Instagram at dadsbeardsnerdspodcast, or if you'd like to be part of our ever-growing Discord community, check out our Twitter bio to find that Discord link or find that link in all the show notes. Till next time, I'm Anthony, and I look forward to making more content for you. <laughs>